Welcome to Australian Basketball Coach. I'm your host, Anthony Corcoran. Welcome to Australian Basketball Coach. I'm here with the head coach of uh, South East Melbourne Phoenix, Simon Mitchell. Welcome, Simon. Thanks for having me. No worries. Appreciate it. Uh, I wanted to thank you for making the time today. Um, Two days out from your first season game. One of the things I wanted to ask you about is how you got involved in coaching. I know that you've been involved here in in Victoria and Melbourne for quite some time. So if you could maybe talk a little bit about how you got involved originally. Yeah, okay. So 96 was my last year of playing college basketball over in the States. And um, I... Where did you play over there? Uh, University of Maine at Presque Isle. Oh, nice. Small school, or small, not a basketball state, a small school up northeast. Um, got through there, that's home, well, not the hometown, but the home state of Brett Brown, and uh, he organised that for me um, many, many moons ago. Um, and, uh, yeah, like I it had a couple of years in my junior and senior year of struggling with health. Um, with my legs and my ankles and my back, my knees. And um, I came back from college and got a few surgeries to try and rectify that, Um, tried to get in shape, got in shape, got back, got injured again, and just seemed to be on a little bit of a a repeat um, for me. But the thing that I was lucky to do while I was in the college environment was that uh, in pre-season, because coaches weren't allowed to have the teams on the floor, the players got the responsibility of taking the the, the team on the floor. And being the point guard, um, I was told that I was in charge. And I was captain my sophomore, junior and senior year, so I had the leadership role anyways. But... um, so I'd actually take the team for pre-season before the pre-season started, and I really enjoyed that. Um, my final two years, I didn't do as much on the floor at that point in time because of the injuries that I had, um, so I was doing a lot more coaching. Um, well, fast forward a couple of years, or just uh, back in Australia, I started coaching a uh, friend's team on a Wednesday night, and then uh, another year later, I started coaching Diamond Valley um, Big V men's team. Yeah. And uh, did that for six seasons odd. And then uh, Dean Rickerman, who's a mate of mine, we played juniors together, uh, he got the call up to be an assistant at Singapore Slingers um, with Gordy McLeod, which opened up a, uh, a position at Melbourne Tigers and being a Melbourne Tigers kid, um, you know, I put the phone call into Al West over to see how can I duck down and get involved. And, and yeah, he let me in and um, I'll be forever thankful for that. Um, so yeah, that was kind of my introduction to the NBL um, from a coaching perspective. And um, yeah, it all started from there, I guess. And I was still, I left Diamond Valley. Um, focused a little bit more on the Melbourne Tigers NBL um, and then I've taken some jobs through uh, you know, through associations and that. so I kind of did it backwards really I started in senior men's competition on senior men's basketball and then went back to filled my way back to juniors alright yeah. yeah so I took on some uh, coaching director positions and then some basketball operations positions at uh, Sandringham and uh, Knox and uh, also uh, Frankston Blues um, and then I was asked to come back and serve as assistant for Chris Anstey um, once Melbourne Tigers became Melbourne United um, but unfortunately that didn't happen um, after one game Chris Chris was no longer the coach so uh, 
I uh, I was starting this week two in that season, and then right. I ended up being with DMAC for that season, and then uh, Dean Demopoulos, and then Dean Vickerman, and uh, here I find myself here. So, yeah, it's a long-winded story, but yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, excellent. And I think one of the things, you know, starting off a new club and, uh, you know, new... Um, new team as well like um i'm sort of interested in knowing how how do you build the culture you know when you're starting from a from a standstill start um and what sort of things would you do you know with the team and you know with the coaching staff to to help build that culture yeah look it's a it's a funny word culture it's it's um it's probably overused and it's probably overlooked at the same time over the terms overused but the 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 it's overlooked as far as the importance um it was a real eye-opener for me um you know i mean talent is king for a lot of people but uh the championship year of Melbourne United, we had virtually the same team as what we did the previous year. But I think the environment for which we played in, um, the openness and the honesty was something that was missing the previous years. Mm. And uh, it was a real eye-opener for me that it doesn't matter how much talent you have unless you have the ability to communicate in an honest and open manner and accept um, communication that may not always be favourable, um, but in a manner that you, you understand is respectful. Um, and if you buy in that everybody in, is involved in you being better, um, then great things can happen. Mm. And so took a lot of lessons from that. Um, when we put this roster together, uh, myself and Tommy, um, a big part of it was, you know, expansion teams go in there with the expectation of failure. Not the teams themselves, but everybody on the outside. Um, we don't have that. And part of that is that we feel that we've recruited people that are culturally strong. They've come from leadership positions, um, whether it be at the NBL level, um, you know, your, your Ben Madgens or your, your Adam Gibsons and your Mitch Creeks, Ty Wesleys. Um, we feel like we brought in strong leaders um, into the group. And then we've got guys like a Dan Trist, who's a leader at the second tier level out at Frankston. Um, Dane Pinot, who was a great leader with Melbourne Tigers this year. So we've got guys who are, you know, learning that leadership role. Um, and we've also got some understated leaders, uh, a guy like Kyle Adnam, who's a really good voice and a great guy to bounce ideas off mm. and talk basketball with. Um, and I feel like we just tried to surround the, the roster with people that we respected um, as strong culture guys and strong leaders. Um, and that was really the basis of what we've built this team around. Mm. Um, I would be hesitant to say where we knock back talent um, in this case but I think that you know talent for culture but we would you know that is the way we operate we would knock it back I don't think we really had to though because the guys we identified we, we for the most part we got mm. um, and I think we've been pretty happy with, with what we've put together yeah um, you talked about communication um, like Will that be something that you just expect to happen on the floor between players or do you think that that's going to be driven mainly by you as head coach? Or? Uh, communication's a funny one, isn't it? Like it it's, it's something you would love to roll the balls out and it just appears, but it's not. <laughs> it's something that has to be practised and you've got to, uh, you know, the start of every training session, you really should have drills that require communication yeah. um, and require that players are... And, and even if it's something you're doing a shooting drill that you require every player to count how many makes you how many makes mm. you know, and, and get them talking get them communicating um, 
It's really important. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're on defense, you can't be a good defense without communicating. You're offensively, yeah, you can probably give each other looks and know what's happening if you're a really, really slick operation. Yeah. But until you become that slick operation, you got to be able to talk to each other and call yeah. play, play call and all that sort of stuff. So um, it, it's it's really key, um, and it has to be practiced. Like everything in it, you have to drill it um, and until it becomes habit and then it becomes behavior. Yeah. And do you think... How do you feel that trust will come about amongst the players as well, being um, new guys in a new team? Um, you know, what sort of things do you do as as coach um, to develop that trust and that sort of? Uh, I guess you know, within each player, like they they know like they've got each other's back and and they'll be there for each other when they when it's needed. Look, there's small instances that you can see during the course of preseason games on whether or not you're being successful with that. And you know, a guy his tail hits the floor, and you see guys run over. Mm-hmm. You're getting picked up by your teammates. You know that okay, they've got my back. Mm-hmm. If you make a mistake defensively, and uh, all of a sudden you know there's someone there to cover for you, oh, they've got my back. Um, it's little things like that. Okay, I'm a shooter. I need to get open. We've got a screen coming my way. That guy sets a good screen, frees me up, gives me airspace. Well, he's got my back. You know, there's those sorts of things. But also from a cultural standpoint, how do we create the environment that people, okay, he's got my back. One of the things we do before and after practice is we have a short discussion before practice of what our key focus is of the practice. And then you got your partner who's going to be your partner for the day. And we might mess around with it. it might be a young guy or an old guy. It might be two guys who play the same positions. Uh, it might be two guys who played against, you know, uh, who play uh, on the same team um, for the day. Or you know, yeah. just, you pair them up in different ways. And they get a forum at the end of the practice in front of all their teammates to talk about that person. Now, it's not always kumbaya, you know, singing songs of praise at the end of practice. Sometimes it's going to be, okay, I wasn't really happy with so-and-so today, and these are the reasons why. So what we're building is honesty, Mm. and from honesty comes trust. Um, You know, I think from our ability to be frank and honest and open with each other um, in our assessment, and all we and we again building that culture of I know this guy wants me to be better, so he's talking about me like this because he wants me to be better. And yeah. I, I'm going to accept what he has to say because I trust him. Mm. So I think we've built that, um, and I think the players have become uh, a lot better critiquing each other as preseason's gone on. There was a lot of hand holding early on. Oh no, so and so was great today, and oh no, no, well, he was better. No, 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 he was better. No, that guy was best. And I'm thinking, geez, I didn't think any of you were any good. And you're all saying each other were great. Man. But I think we've got to the point now, you can see it over the two months that we've spent together, that guys are being a little bit more, okay, now this is a real deal and this is how we can build our team quickly. Um, so I think we've uh, we've developed that, uh, that, that verbal uh, accountability. Mm. And, and I think the thing too is um, there's probably – Hundreds of things you can do offensively uh, with a new group. Um, you know, like how do you decide um, what that's going to look like, um, and um, you know what sort of impact on every game you're going to have in terms of offense and the, and the system you're going to run. Yeah, the offensive standpoint and, and what we're going to run. Um, it was personal. not to give away too many. Secrets. Yeah, no, it's okay. <laughs> we can talk about it. It's, um, it was personnel driven. Um, you know, I'm watching like, the first player we sign is Mitch Creek. The second player we sign is um, Ben Magid. All right, who do these guys remind me of? Who do they play like? What are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? What does this team run for this guy? What does this team run for that guy who's a like-for-like player? Yeah. Um, 
So having the eight months to prepare for this season from an offensive standpoint was really key. You mm. know, and not having a ingrained system and saying, okay, this is the way I'm going to do things and I'm going to find the players to do this in. We were kind of limited by the players that we could bring in. And that's where, again, we expansion teams, you think, okay, well... Everyone thinks they're going to be failures. And even, I'm going to go back, we won't even talk about expansion teams on that. Any team that's not had a core group together and then you keep adding pieces to that usually aren't successful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let's go back to Cairns last year. You know, got a great coach and Mike Kelly had some good players, maybe weren't the deepest team in the league, but they were put together late. And, you know, it's going to be very difficult to be successful when you have a team that's put together like that. And there's a few teams this year, not just ourselves, who have been put together like that, where there's been a lot of new inclusions. Yeah. Um, so from an off- offensive standpoint, it was like, okay, we're going to keep things pretty simple. Um, we're not running anything that uh, I think is going to blow people's mind. Um, but what we feel like we've done is we've geared the action that we use towards the strength and the strengths of the playing personnel that we have. And, uh, and that's the way that we've culminated our offense strategy this year. Yeah. How's the preseason been for you so far? Preseason's been good. It's been long. We're looking forward to games. Um, we got together a little earlier than all the other teams. Uh, what part of that reason was to try and eradicate some of the 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 um, hobbling, cobbling of a team together. You know, everyone playing together for the first time. It's like we'll get guys in as quickly as we can and start building that chemistry, start building the culture. So we started a little earlier than everybody else, um, which has given us, I think, a little advantage that we've seen in some of our practice games. Uh, go back. Back to the blitz I think you looked at us and you know we had a success against Sydney I mean one would take away some of the things that we did well but at the same time very understanding of the fact that Sydney were you know basically put together that was their first game yeah. you know they hadn't had multiple number of players they hadn't had their coach um, and that is key so we kind of with our pre-season starting we got our things organized a little earlier um, and you know, there's, there was a, you know, multiple reasons for that. Um, even going back to seeing our schedule and saying, "Please, we've got a lot of home games to start with." Uh, we want to make sure we're hitting the ground running. You know, we can't be one of those teams that's sort of like a veteran or a championship team. Uh, you've seen in Melbourne and Perth the last few years uh, where they sort of start to inch their way towards their peak form. Yeah. We're going to not keep peak form, but we want to be in good form early. Mm. Um, so yeah, I guess in a nutshell, that's a long-winded answer answer to yeah. a short question but um, yeah that, 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 that's kind of been the, the strategy that we've employed yeah and I, and I think um, you know good starts really important in any season but um, first game against uh, your old club uh, Thursday night how do you how are you seeing that shaping up uh, look, I think it's great for Victorian basketball and Australian basketball in general. Um, obviously, being a Melbourne Knight um, can be a little bit Victorian-centric <laughs> at times and we think the world revolves around us, and maybe it does. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> um, but I think having strong teams in Melbourne is really important for the NBL. Um, you know, you go back to traditional rivalries that have been here throughout many a year. Um, I really strongly believe that Melbourne United, South East Melbourne, Phoenix is going to be one of the great rivalries in basketball for decades to come. And uh, I think we're looking at the thing, we're looking at basketball long term at South East Melbourne, Phoenix. And I know coming from Melbourne United that they've had the best intentions for all of Victoria for a long time. 
you know, they've had to carry the can for the whole state. Mm. Not everybody bought in, which is great because that means there's a whole market out there for us to go and recruit from, yeah. you know, as far as uh, fans. Uh, I know growing up as a Melbourne Tiger and growing up in that Melbourne Tigers bubble, I hated none of what inspectors. <laughs> Just hated them. Yeah. You know, they beat us in grand finals when I was a kid, so I didn't like them. <laughs> And I also understand that there's a lot of Victorians that don't like Melbourne Tigers for the same reasons. Yeah. And, you know, the the fact that Melbourne Tigers became Melbourne United, some people are still going to see Melbourne Tigers. Um, so they can't, they don't feel the attraction to a new club. Uh, we're going to represent the heartland of basketball. The southeast is 25% of the nation's registered basketballers live in this area. Mm. And um, we feel like we've built a team that's uh, going to represent them um, with pride. Yeah, no, I reckon it'll be a, a cracker of a game. Um, how, how do you think the um, what's your what's your view on the rest of the season? It's a long season. Um, goes for you know. What five months? Yeah, uh, it's it's condensed. It's busy. You go through the periods where you're sitting around waiting on games, and then you've got you know four games in nine days, and you're like, "Crikey, I need a break." Um, the one thing that I mean, this is professional sport in general. There's really no days off. You know, even the players' day off, they've really got to. I mean, everything you do, you're accountable for. Whether it's uh, can you say no to that ice cream? Can you get up and you know jog a lap um, rather than sit on the couch? Like these are the things that players have to deal with on a day-to-day basis for the coaches it's forget about it you know you are working every day Mm. you know and your day off you're preparing for the day that you're not off and it's um it's just the way it is so i love it um i love the hustle and bustle of it i love the pressure i love the tension uh it's competition and i think that's really we're all attracted by that yeah for sure yeah well i think i'm looking forward to what you guys uh bring to the league and 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 the way you know you you brought the team together too like i think that'll be um something that'll be really interesting to watch and um, wish you guys every success for this year um i think you've got a pretty solid team we no, we, we're happy with what we've got. Um, you know, we're keeping an eye to the future as well. We understand that this is a build and there's a process in place. Um, you know, we're not talking about championship glory, but we're not talking about losing seasons. Mm. We're talking about getting better every single day and building the culture every single day and building our organisation every single day and, and and adding to the sport every single day. Um, and was, as long as we remain focused on those things. Um, you know, I think the results will come, and uh, you know we're here. It's a big picture for us, and we're here for the long term. Long term, so it's exciting times for Australian basketball, but especially for the people of Melbourne. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, thanks again, Simon, for, for your time today, and um, good luck for the season ahead. I appreciate that. Thank no you. worries. Okay. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. You can get in touch with me through my email at australianbasketballcoach at gmail.com. That's australianbasketballcoach, all one word, lowercase, at gmail.com. Also, follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter at OzBballCoach and also on Facebook with Australian Basketball Coach. So uh, looking forward to hearing from you and thanks again for listening.